What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Kim Kay, who's the founder of Neve. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, guys. Going super, super well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to learn more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of Neve, can you kind of share what you're working on? Yes. And this has been a struggle to explain to a lot of people because what I created and sort of where we're at with the company has grown uh, immensely over the past year. So what we are in a nutshell, uh, the most relatable way to describe it is we are like the Lululemon for all condition cold gear. I made it as a skier and a snowboarder. I moved to Big Bear because I wanted to ski and snowboard. And if you guys have ever been skiing or snowboarding, which I'm sure many of you guys have, the selection of apparel is so ugly. It's hideous. It's cold. It's crunchy. It's not form fitting. And how many of your wives, your girlfriends, your daughters, people that you know, your associates wear Lululemon and all of, you know, the athleisure market's got to be, you know, 200, 200, 300, you know, million dollars. So athleisure is taking over. And I just wanted to wear some cute snow leggings. And I was like, I wish I could wear Lululemon, but nothing even close exists. So that's essentially what we have done is created uh, three weights of snow legging. So we've developed the material from the ground up. We have a utility patent on the actual material itself. And then we have a light, medium, and ultra. So the light you can wear 25 degrees and up Fahrenheit. Medium is 10 to 25 degrees. And the ultra is negative five degrees to 10 degrees, all Fahrenheit. Single layer, waterproof, windproof, four-way stretch, and super soft. So they look and feel just like leggings. That's what we do. So who, who is this kind of for athletic gear? Meaning like, should you only be wearing these if you're, if you're cycling or like who, when, when that's can you wear these? A, that's a great question. That is a nailed the question. And that's when I said, when I created them, I literally specifically created them to go snowboarding and to go skiing. As it's turned out over the course of the last year or two, I've not only worn them for winter cycling, but as people have been purchasing them, I send them a survey. Many of these people want to wear them skiing and snowboarding, but they also will check the box, non-snow sport leisure. So they want to wear them to the grocery store. They want to wear them out to restaurants. So what we're doing um, to sort of help that pants, because right now you can't, like, I mean, you could, but they're too popped. So we're adding some zippers in so you can release the heat inside of them. We're going to come out with a new line probably next year. So you can wear them, you know, to the bar right after you go skiing a little bit easier. So yeah, they are performance technical, but you can also wear them out. 
And I'd love to hear, I know you touched on this a little bit, but if um, can you kind of share, you know, the origin story for this? Why did you start this? And then kind of like when you started it, why then? Why not like 10 years ago? Why not, you know, in a decade? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the basic gist of it is nothing even close existed. Um, I had one pair of Obermeyer pants and they ripped. I literally was in Telluride with my best friend. We go on a New Year's trip every year, put them on. The back just went... <sighs> And I was like, this is not cool. Like, this is not gonna fly. I want something better. Probably a year prior, maybe a little bit longer than a year prior to that, I had thought of it, right? Just in my brain, being an entrepreneur, I'm sure a lot of you guys under, you know, have been through this brain light bulb moment where you're like, oh, this seems like a good idea. Um, but really wanted to do it, had no idea how to come up with a material that's never existed. Um, I'm not a materials engineer, right? I come from tech. Um, front end developer by, you know, 20 years. So I'm comfortable with software. I'm not comfortable with uh, laminating materials. So sort of started stapling materials together. That's genuinely how it happened. I was, I had some things in my head. I was like, I think this could work. Maybe this could work. Went to the ski resort, across the street from my house with stapled pants on and then nailed it to a point where technically, technologically they worked. Um, they didn't look great, obviously they looked horrible, but from a functional perspective, it worked. And then I was like, all right, let's see if we can make something better from it. And then kind of, I'm curious for your day to day, like what are you spending your time on? Are you trying to get the word out about this? Are you <laughs> designing, you know, I'm curious, like what, what's a day in the life oh for, for this company? So first of all, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a bodybuilder by hobby. So a day in the life is always, I go to the gym. Um, I have been for 16 years now, uh, sort of people in tech that have heard of one of my companies or something usually know Kim. Oh, Kim's a bodybuilder girl. So yeah, always train, always ride my bike. Uh, and then as far as work, I always make sure I train and I bike to help me focus more on work. Um, I think that health and wellness is super, super critical for being focused with work and with your career. When I don't work out, like I have a knee injury right now, um, it's been a struggle to keep me focused with work. So always work out things super important. And then as far as when it comes down to working, I mean, you guys know, you wear a lot of hats, right? Um, this company has been built on bringing a lot of my network and a lot of my friends to the table. Um, phenomenal skilled people. You know, I have our, our publicist that's helping me out. I grew up with her. She's from Glossier. I went to grade school with her. Um, I have people from Evo people from Carbon 38, which are all super influential companies in the space. So they have assumed the day-to-day -day responsibilities, whether it's um, materials engineering. So right now I'm not doing materials engineering anymore. Right now I am not developing on new fabrics and stuff like that. Not figuring out how to laminate materials. What I'm doing is what I'm good at doing. I'm the face of the company. I am personally reaching out to every retailer in the United States and Canada right now sending them Facebook messages, sending them emails. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is, you know, super cool. Come check out the pants. Our response rate on Facebook messages, guys. So check this out. The retail, all of these ski shops have, re have Facebook stores. Our response rate is like 15%. Cold call, which is like from a cold call, from a sales perspective, that's insane. 15% of these people want me to come to their store to show them the pants. Um, for a brand new startup, for a company they've never heard of in a super competitive market, uh, that's really, really exciting for me. Um, so every like one in six right now is getting back to us. 
So I'm going to the meetings, bringing the pants to them, working with influencers. So we have interest from like the women's Olympic snowboarding champion called Jamie Anderson. She's phenomenal. She's like, send me the pants. Like, I can't wait to try them out. So really just getting the word out there. And then <laughs> I'm actually learning to sew. Never took home ec, always was like the jock in school, thought sewing was stupid. And I have, a, I have like an industrial sewing machine we bought so we could get prototypes out faster. So I'm actually learning to, learning to sew in my day-to-day as well which is insane. Yeah. Well, congrats on like, it sounds like things are going well. Um, and you know, that's what you kind of need as, you know, as you're building, as you're building a company, if yeah. Maybe a little bit more momentum, right? Yeah. The momentum helps. I call it little wins, right? Obviously everybody wants the big wins. Like I'd love to have a contract at Cabela's and I was like, well, no, Cabela's emailed me back and they're like, Hey, our buyers are interested. Send us an email. And to me, that's like, if I get those little wins every single day, it helps momentum with the company, not just me with other people that are, you know, giving me their time and helping me. Scott Belsky calls that short circuiting your reward system. Uh, so like, which is the same thing, you know, as little wins. Um, if you were to kind of look out um, for this company, you know, for five, 10, 15 years, what do you see? What do you see then? Or if there were tons of big wins and, you know, you look out on the other side of that, what does that look yeah. like? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision for what you're working on and what direction you're rowing in? It's so funny. I think that, you know, as a quote unquote serial entrepreneur and as you've done startups over the years, the first startup you do is always like your baby and you hold it really close and near and dear. And this startup to me was a total accident. Uh, Kerry Ransom, he's an OC. I met with him. He's an investor, runs the OC Venture Studio. He told me I was the epitome of an accidental entrepreneur a few weeks ago. And when that's the case, I wish I had an exit strategy. I wish I had something to tell you in five or 10 years, I want to be acquired by this company. This is how I see ourselves playing out. And I have a, a head of operations who literally plans everything. She's the planner. She's the projector. She needs to have a two-year plan. And she's like, Kim, we need to help build this. And I said, Bridget, I'm just trying to get to tomorrow. You know, I'm just trying to make sure that these pants, I'm just trying to validate product market fit. So like hypothetically, I think we're doing a good job where we're at right now, especially with the retail feedback. Um, I think we've nailed the product market fit. So now I feel like if I can look back or look forward in five years, it's like, I just want to disrupt the industry. I want these pants to be at all the ski resorts. I want these pants to be on, you know, George Hincapie and Lance Armstrong and female cyclists. I just want people to love them the way that I love them. And I mean, yeah, it'd be great if we got acquired, but I think that we still would be able to sustain ourselves as, you know, as a startup or a small business. Well, not really small business. I think that, that I guess that's, that's another thing is talking about market size. Um, in five years, feedback I've gotten from investors, uh, they haven't really seen the big picture. They're like, oh, well, like this could be a super great $10 million business. And I was like, $10 million business, we're selling pants four to $500. Nobody's batting an eye if you run the numbers, that is not selling a lot of pants. Like that's actually a very small number of pants being sold. The market is so much bigger than that. And I mean, to, to make that happen, to, to make that vision come to life, you know, you'll need some help, right? Like it takes a village to, to do a startup. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you looking for investors looking for people to try out the pants? How can we assist? All of the away, all, all the above. Um, I, so this has been bootstrapped because 
previous companies, I raised, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars from the company. It was a software company. We raised early, gave up a lot of equity. And I said, I don't want to do that again. Obviously, you learn from your mistakes. And right now, totally bootstrapped, um, which is really awesome for me. But now with the retail feedback the way it is, we definitely need capital because I can't code pants, right? We need the actual materials. We have MOQs for the fabrics. Um, we have MOQs to laminate the fabrics. We have MOQs to actually go to production. And me footing that, I mean, that's just way outside of what I'm able to foot um, up until this point. So definitely looking for investment, um, very open on terms, on a safe and convertible note, um, super open. Just try and, and definitely people that wanna try your pants, whether you have like wives or daughters, if you bike, if you're a guy, phenomenal for winter biking. Um, so yeah, people, anybody, uh, influencers, if you have people, micro-influencers that you guys know that wanna try them, super open for that. And just anybody that is passionate about snow sports and passionate about, I guess, just the performance industry, really. And if someone wanted to reach out, you know, and they're interested, how can they do that? Where can they find you online? Are you have a website? Are you on uh, social yeah, media? Yeah, I guess the best way. Find you? I guess, like we were just talking about earlier, like Twitter. Twitter is a really, really awesome way to connect with me uh, personally. My Twitter is just at Kim K L A, so K I M K L A, and then our our website is neveapparel.com. So my email is Kim at neveapparel. But Twitter, I feel like Twitter and Instagram. My Instagram is also Kim K L A. Uh, social media. I'm a millennial, so social media is everything, really. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and best of luck making this happen. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising, the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city. Join the city and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forward thinking dot city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.